If you've got your Bibles, we're going to go to 1 John chapter number 4. 1 John chapter number 4. First John <clears throat> chapter 4. I will remind us that we need to keep Brother Brad and Sister Charlene in our prayers in this time of loss of their family. And, uh, and I'm, I, I would like to pray for their family before we close out the service tonight. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in just a little bit. But I want, to, uh, I want us to remember them in prayer. Man, it always does good for the church folks to reach out and just let them know, hey, we're thinking about you, praying for you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 4, if, you, if you're there, say amen. We're going to start with verse 7. We're going to go through 11, then we're going to jump to verse 16. Verse number 7. <clears throat> Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. <clears throat> Verse 16, we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, in God in Him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love, can you say perfect love, casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love Him. Because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. I want to take just a little while. If you ride with me and you say amen every once in a while, I may get done quicker than if you don't. <clears throat> amen. But I'm going to talk about this subject, a Christian's true love. A Christian's true love. Can we talk to the Lord tonight, and let's ask the Lord to help us in this place tonight. God, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. God, I pray tonight that you would open our hearts and our minds. God, I pray that you would help us to walk in the Holy Ghost tonight. God, anoint these lips of Thank you, Father. 
for it today. Can we give them a hand clap of praise one more time before we're seated? seated tonight. Amen. First John 4 and 19. We love him. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. First thing out of all of this, and I, I couldn't can imagine that most of you are like, well, he's going to preach what he preached last week about unity and loving one another. Honestly, no, I'm not. Not tonight. I might touch on it a little bit because that's part of love. But I want to focus on verse 19. We love him. We love him because he first loved us. Why is it that we love him? It's simply, as John said, because he loved us first. So let me ask you tonight, how did he love us first? And it, excuse me if this is too elementary. I will apologize up front because I'm not, I'm not a deep person. But I want, I want us to grasp where I'm going tonight. And I'm going to go a little slow here for a few moments because I want us to understand where I'm going and, and what I'm saying. <clears throat> he loved us first. How? He loved us first because Romans tells us in Romans 5, 6 through 8, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love. He commendeth his love toward us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We know that he loved us first. Because of the sacrifice that he offered for each and every one of us. We know what love is. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We know that he loved us first because while we were yet a sinner, he died for me and he died for you. Whether we deserved it or not, he still paid the price of sin and we all know in this place tonight if we don't we should and you need to get a revelation of it uh, amen but the wages of sin is what 
is death. And so we find that this God that John tells us in 1 John chapter 4, who is love, paid the price that every single human being born in this planet at any point in time in history. He paid their price. Because the psalmist said that we were born in iniquity. We were born in sin. In iniquity did my mother conceive me. We inherit this sinful nature. We know these things. And you're probably saying, would you just get on down the road? Amen. But I want, us, I want it to set in because I worry for myself sometimes, Mom, that I forget what he actually did for me. And I take for granted the love that he extended to me. And I think sometimes I begin, I'm personalizing this because I've been there too many times to count. Uh, and I want, I, 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 I sometimes think uh, that he, he owed it to me somehow after I've been living for him for so long. That I've done enough good that, that, that I could have made it on my own when that is the furthest thing from the truth. It was because he loved me. And it was because he decided, amen, from the beginning of time to put in his plan that he was going to come and robe himself in flesh and die on an old rugged cross so that I could be saved. Amen. Hereby perceive we the love of God. How? Because he laid down his life for us he laid down his life for us John chapter 3 verse 16 I read it just a moment ago but I like to read it this way for the spirit so loved the world that he gave his only begotten flesh the only thing that he robed himself in he gave all of it for all of mankind. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. This is love. John said in John, 1 John 3, this is how we perceive what love is. This is how we perceive the love that he has to us. Because he laid down his life for us. We've got to love him because he loved us first. I've told our church many times, you know, honestly, to tell God emphatically that I love you is not a correct statement. The correct statement would be, I love you too. Because he first loved me. His love was extended to me before I ever thought about extending my love to him. And because he loved me, 
I love him. We must, as a people of God, love, fall in love with this wonderful God that we serve. Mark tells us what Jesus answered when he was asked a simple question. Mark chapter number 12. And verse number 29. He was asked, before verse 29, he was asked a simple question. Master, what is the greatest commandment? And his answer came this. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. But he didn't stop right there. But he continued on and he said, And thou shalt, what? Do what? What's it say? And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all. He didn't say with a portion. He didn't say with a small section. But he said with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Why is this the first commandment? Because he loved me first. He extended his love to us first. And what he's expecting in return is my love to him. That's what he's looking for in every Christian, in every child of God, in every single one God apostolic church. He's looking for a people that will love him with all of their heart. With all of their being, if you'll let me say it that way. With everything that's inside of us. He's looking for a people that will say, I love you with no restraints, God. Hallelujah. You understand? We can love him for a number of reasons. I'm going to go through a few of them before I get to where I want to be at here in this place tonight. I'm going somewhere, but I want us to understand the importance of having a deep love for our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. We can't go past. We can't get into a relationship with Him just by reading His Word and just by praying dry prayers on a regular basis. But there's got to be an element of love inside of all of those things. You can live right. You can dress right. You can talk right all that you want to. But if there's no love in your heart, you aren't going to make it very far. And all of the things that you're doing for God are going to be in vain. Without love. Without love. Amen. We're not going to make it too far in this relationship. A few things... That ought to pull the love right out of us. Number one, 
is that God keeps his promises and he extends his mercy to those that love him. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which, or if you were in Africa, they would say, the faithful God. We, 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 we uh, had fun with those guys. Uh, they sing the song, He is faithful. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I don't care how they said it, the power of God swept in every time they would sing it because they were singing from their heart because those people love God. Those people have a desire to learn more about God. There's a love element. And there, know therefore, Deuteronomy says, the, the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I always wonder where I got my exaggerations from. Scripture does tell us that we're made in his image, right? Because he says here in the scripture, he said that those, God is going to keep his covenant and his promise and his mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments, he said, to a thousand generations. Just an exaggeration to let you know how much God will bless those that love him. Brother Weems and myself were talking about this the other night. The fact that, you know what, we needed Pentecost today more than ever before. Is a deep love for God. And a deep understanding that we need more faith. And we, we need to allow ourselves to open up. To allow ourselves to receive the blessings that God wants to pour out upon his people. Because he is willing to keep his covenant and his mercy unto a thousand generations. If you just love him. And you will just keep his commandments. He's willing to pour out his blessings. He's willing to help his people if they would just love him. Hallelujah. Goes on, Psalms 145 and verse 20. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. He preserves those who loves him. And also, last but definitely not least, we have an eternal promise to those who love him. We do. And that eternal promise is heaven. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. James 1 and 12, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. James 2 and 5, hearken, my beloved brethren, 
Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? There are great and rich promises to those who love him. Amen? Am I putting you to sleep yet? Amen. I can go through the word of God. And we could go and find story after story after story of how God worked in the lives of some people who loved God. I think of David, a man who loved God, a man whom the scripture says was a man after God's own heart. But then I also think of David who committed adultery and committed murder and lied. But yet, because of his love for God and his tender heart, God was able to continue to use that man because of a deep love that was birthed in the heart of King David. And it happened not when he got to the king's throne, but it happened when he was a young boy and he was just doing a small job for the family, watching the sheep on the backside of the mountain. And while he was out there, he wasn't just playing on his iPhone, playing games. He didn't have his Xbox One out there and a big projector screen or a big, what is it? What is it? Uh, PS4. I'm thinking about the, the high res screens they have today. I can't remember what it's called. 4K? Is that what it is? Big 4K screen out there. But David was out there. He wasn't wasting time. But David was out there. He had his heart. He was playing that thing. And he was, I can just imagine, I, I would be sitting out there. I'd be rocking back and forth, just playing the music. I'd have my guitar out there, though. <laughs> Those harps look difficult to play. But he's out there, and he's singing songs to God. He perfected worship while he was all by himself with what his brethren said, a few measly sheep. I know I'm going slow, but I want you to think. Because I tell you today, in this hour that we live in, I have never known so many people to be so busy. Some of us were really and truly busy with work. And that's not a bad thing. But let me ask you, has your love shifted from God 
to your priorities at work. Let me ask you young people this. I was young once, believe it or not. I actually had as much hair as Andrew did at one point in time. And Brother Weems is my thorn in the flesh. <clears throat> I promise you, I kid you not, every time I see the man, he goes, Brother, I, I'm telling you, it's getting worse. I did tell Jared the other day, I said, I think I'm going to pass Dad if, I, if I'm not careful. Amen. But I was young at one point in time. I'm still pretty young. I'll only be 33 next week. I'm pretty young, ain't I, brother? Still young. I haven't made it over the hill yet. I got a lot of friends about to crest that hill. Go down the other side. But I ain't close to it yet. <clears throat> Still at the bottom. Bottom of the hill. I'm, I'm, I'm working up there. But my point is, I remember, Brother Andrew, is this okay? I know I'm going slow and it's Sunday night, right? I'm, I apologize. I should be swinging from the chandeliers or the ceiling fans and stuff. But I just got to bear my heart. Right? This is what I felt while I was praying yesterday and this morning. Brother Andrew, <clears throat> I remember when Medal of Honor came out, Frontline, for the PC. And I had just bought me a nice computer. Back then it was pretty quick. Right now I, I would kick it and throw it out the window because it would be too slow. But I remember, I don't know if mom remembers this or not. But I remember there was a time <clears throat> that when I got that game for the Nelson, I was going to beat that thing. And I wouldn't get off that computer until I beat that thing. And I was thanking God for a headphone because I'd played it way up into the night. They were working over here at the church doing something. I, I don't know why I remember all this so vividly, but I, I remember it, all right? I remember they were over here working at the church, mom and dad, and and uh, so I snuck into the house and I would shut my bedroom door and <clears throat> and uh, my computer, my my desk was sitting on that east wall by the door, and uh, anyway, I had been playing it all day. I got up that morning. I just got it like a Friday, I think it was. Started playing it Friday evening. Mom and mom had told me you need to go to bed. It was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. She said, you need to go to bed. So I did. Until I heard her and dad snoring in, in, uh, in harmony in their bedroom. <clears throat> I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I remember, mom said, go to bed. I stayed in bed until I knew that they were... I don't know where you were. You must have been in the other room already or something. I don't know. Anyway, I used to say that he and I shared beds until I don't know how old I was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I remember that night I spent time. 
got up after I heard mom and dad in there. I knew they were out. They weren't going to get up. I found my headphones, plugged them into my computer, and I put them babies on. And I played until I don't know when, until I couldn't stay up anymore. I finally went to bed. I woke up at like 7 or 8 o'clock the next morning, and I got back up. I didn't even go eat breakfast, and I started playing again. I'm going somewhere, all right? I'm not just, I'm not just uh, trying to tell funny stories, okay? And I played all day long, and that was Saturday. And there's one thing that in the Hilton house you don't do on Saturday. And that's you don't go to bed so late that you can't get up for church the next morning. And it's still that way in my house. Can I get an amen? Because one thing that, all right, you got me, I'm preaching tonight, okay? All I can tell you, Paul said, I can only speak the things of which I have seen and heard before, right? All I can tell you is what I've experienced, okay? Can you just ride with me for just a minute? I'm not trying to put anybody on, on pedestals here tonight or if they make you think I, that I think they're better than anybody else. I'm just telling you where I came from, all right? But one thing that we learned as we were growing up at mom and dad's house is you better be at the house of God and you better be there on time, and on time was not at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. On time was no later than 9.30 a.m. Why was that important? Because mom and dad stuck inside of my heart. And you can ask my church. I don't care if nobody else shows up to pray at our church down in Lynn Valley. But I can promise you this. We're going to be there. My family's going to be on their knees. And we're going to be praying at least 30 minutes before church. Why? Because we need to get ourselves rid of everything else. All of the weights and the cares of this world. And medal of honor front line. It needs to get out of your mind. So that you can focus upon what God has in store for the service. I'm going to take a side note. I'm still talking about loving God, all right? I am, I am here tonight. And I, I, maybe I'm just going down memory lane and you'll have to forgive me. But this is what I feel in my spirit tonight. But let me help you understand some things. There were times. I remember there was a, a young couple. They had not yet got married. And, and she lived with us. And he lived in an apartment somewhere. John and Jenny Lagus. And, and, and they were here. And they, they lived with my, she lived in our house. Uh, and and, and I remember there was a time that we had a powerful move of God on a Sunday morning. And I remember the bishop, he got up behind the pulpit and he said, Look, I don't want us to get so lighthearted today that we lose the spirit that is moving in this place. Because we want to have a mighty move of God tonight. And he said, I am not going to command or mandate anybody to do this. But he said, what would really happen, Brother Nick, if a few people got here at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and started praying? 
I don't think we barely even got the dishes off the table. And dad and brother John and, and myself, and I don't remember if Jared came over or not, but us guys came over at that point in time. Jared was pretty young at that point. I, I, don't, even, I don't know, but all I'm saying is we came, and I remember, brother Jaheem, we spent hours on our face praying like brother Weems. Because we wanted a powerful move of God that night. Why is this important? I'm not saying because Pastor Hilton here, Brother Hilton here has, is anything or anybody. But I'm telling you that somewhere down the line somebody put a love. And they taught me this is what it's going to take to make it in the kingdom of God successfully. And to go further into what God has in store for his people. If you really want to see a move of God, you're going to have to be able to sacrifice some of your precious time. The time that you spend, young people, young boys, on, on, on video games, it, it, it ought to do you some good. If you say, all right, God, for 30 days, I'm shutting this, this junk off. I'm going to put it in the closet, and I'm not touching it again until I've broken through into heaven, and I have, and I have turned my life around. The reason I'm talking so harshly to the boys is because I, I, I is one, all right? I don't know what you girls do for fun. You want to know something? Miss Larissa, anything you sacrifice for God and extending your love to Him, I can promise you that you cannot outgive God. Love God with how? All of your heart. With everything that's inside of me, I'm going to love him. I'm going to worship him. I feel it's such a heavy burden. I'm trying to reach from somebody tonight. I'm here. And I felt it this morning in prayer. And as, as I prayed at the church this afternoon here, kneeling in this corner, I, I just felt like God was saying, hey, I'm trying to get somebody's attention. I, I want them to know that I love them. And that I paid the ultimate price for them. But things have become what they love. And so I come in this place tonight. I don't know who you are. I really don't. I don't know why I'm saying half the things I'm saying. All I know is what I feel in my spirit. And all I'm trying to do is, is stir up in somebody's heart to say, God, I know I enjoy all of these things in life. But God, I'm going to take a moment. And I'm going to sacrifice my time. And I'm going to get a hold of you like never before. Because I love you. I love you too, Lord. I love you too, Lord. All of the things that I've accumulated through life, and I, I, try, to, I, I try to remember to pray often and say, God, I'm thankful for the blessings you've given to me, but I don't want to love the blessings more than the blessing giver. 
I don't, I don't know anybody's lives around here except for maybe some of my family and I don't know much of them anymore because I'm gone too much. But all I'm telling you, God's calling somebody tonight to cry out. Even if it's just to say, God, I love you too tonight. God, I love you so much. I, I told our church this morning and, and Wednesday night, I said, look, I've been preaching prayer. I've been teaching prayer. I've been talking to them. I'm telling them, look, how are you going to love God? How are you going to show your love for God if you don't ever talk to him? You say, well, preacher, I, I do talk to him often. But do you get to that place in the Holy Ghost where he begins to work on your heart? Do you allow him to change you? Do you allow him to work on you? Do you allow him to say, hey, maybe I don't like such and such. Are you willing to say, God, I love you so much. I don't care what it is that you want from me. I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you everything. Amen. Do you love the Lord tonight? Do you really love the Lord tonight? Do you love the Lord as much as Daniel did? Do you love God as much as the three Hebrews loved him? When everybody else is eating steak and everybody else is eating the best of the crop, are you willing, if God asks you, to eat of a bean stew instead of the steak? Let me ask you this. If you're stood in front of a false God and every other person around you is bowing the knee, do you love God enough to stand flat-footed and say, I will not bow to whatever because I love him? And I've got to make it. Even when you may be faced with a fiery furnace. Even if you are faced with your life. But God, I've got to have more of you. Dave, Daniel loved God so much. Regardless of what the law said about praying to anybody else aside from the king. He loved him so much, brother that he said, I'm going to open the windows and I'm going to fall on my knees and I'm going to pray as vehemently as I ever have prayed in my life before because I love him. 
and because he's my God. And I can't live without him. How much do you love God? A Christian's true love. A Christian's true love. How much are you willing to allow him in your life? Let me tell you what love does. Let me tell you what love does from his point of view. When we love him, we don't have to be afraid of anything in this world any longer. 1 John 4 and 18 said, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has torment. Fear will hamper your relationship with God. Fear will stop you from being able to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish. Fear will stop your walk with God if you will let it affect you that much. But perfect love casts out all fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of love and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Quite a few things that I could go through here tonight. There's one thing I want to wrap up here tonight with, and that is this. As I put this message together, this song ran through my mind over over and over again. And all I'm here tonight asking you to do, maybe you can call it a challenge, maybe you can call it whatever you want to, but I'm just here to try to entice you to a deeper love for God. Not just a passive love, like Peter said, I love you, Lord, like a brother. But a deep love that says, God, I love you, and I can't live without you. I need you by my side, God. I've got to have you, Lord, and I can't go on without you. It's an old song that was written. It said, the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Could we with ink the oceans feel and where the skies of parchment made? Where every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole through stretched, though stretched from sky to sky. And the chorus says this, O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. The saints and angels song, the love of God, it is 
surpassed. Let me ask you tonight, are you willing to reach up and say, Lord, you love me first, but I love you too. I'm willing to reach out to you anew and afresh today and say, God, I love you from the bottom of my heart. Can we stand tonight? Can we reach out to heaven? These altars are open if you want to talk to the Lord for a few moments here today. Are you willing to extend your love for him? Are you willing to fall into a deeper love for God? Jesus said that if you would just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, can you let me put it in, in these terms, if you would just love God with all your heart, then you won't have to worry about anything else. Are you willing? Are you willing to say, I love you, Lord? Lord, I want to fall in love with you more than I ever have before. God, I want to fall in love with you more than ever before. Oh, a deep love, a deep-rooted love. Hallelujah, an unconditional love. God, that it would change my life forever. That nothing should ever come between you and I from this day forward. God, I'm hungry for a deep move of God. But first of all, I want to stop and say I love you so much. And I need you more than anything in this world. Let's lift our voices and cry out to the Lord. Let's tell him how much we love him tonight. Can you do that this evening? Oh.